Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Daily Fathers. We are your hosts, Joe Winters Jr., Tony Applewhite, and Jacoby Kerbin. What's up, fellas? Top of the morning to you, Joe. What's up, Jacoby? How you doing this morning? All right, y'all. I'm good, man. I'm good. Doing great. Doing great. So um, today we're going to talk about neuro associations um, simply because um, recently all three of us was having a conversation um, regarding um, parenting styles when something is perhaps brought into the house that you're not necessarily um, too fond of. And um, I was interested in taking maybe not so popular um, option. Um, however, um, I think it's a very effective option. And so that's what brings us today, today's topic. Do one of y'all want to start off with um, anything pertaining to neuro associations or, um, you know, where, where, where do y'all want to go in and start on this? Well, I think first and, first. first and foremost, like, so when you kind of hit me with this, with this terminology, I, I really didn't, didn't know the definition of neuro association. And so yes. I started, I started doing some research, started doing some digging and, um, I came up with this definition and I want to read that out just for those of you who don't know what neuroassociation is. Um, and this one states neuroassociation are the links between thoughts and emotions in your brain. These links effectively create and shape what you think, how you emotionalize and behave in various situations. And so to me, that wrapped it up and kind of explained to me, um, I started thinking of a lot of the things that I associate and why I do certain things the way that I do it. And so I think this is an awesome topic. I can't wait to dive into this. And uh, I don't know, I really want to hear from, from Jacoby first um, on his thoughts of neuroassociation. <laughs> well, 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 before, well, I, I want to ask you something about your definition real quick. Can you read that back to me? Okay. So, so neuroassociation are the links between thoughts and emotions in your brain. Um, these links effectively create and shape what you think. See, so I wanted to add something to that. Um, okay. I wanted to be very clear. It is between thoughts and emotions, but it's also the experience. Uh -huh. So it's the link between experiences and the thoughts and emotions. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. And I, I think that this, um, whatever this website that I'm on kind of goes into detail about, um, about some of your experiences and, yeah. and how those get into your thoughts and then um, affect how you actually do certain things because you've, you've experienced something a certain way. And I guess the easiest way for me to um, give an example for myself is I remember being young and I ate a fish sandwich, right? And yeah. when I ate this fish sandwich, I ended up getting food poisoning. And so even to this day, like when I see a fish sandwich, I associate that with bad and something negative, you know, that I'm going to get sick if I eat that. And, and that's not necessarily valid. It's not true because it could have been just that one particular sandwich that I ate. There was something, it wasn't, it was not cooked right, um, could have yeah. been bad fish, anything could have happened at that one given point. But every time I, I see a, a piece of fish that's similar to that piece that I ate, you know, I associate that with negative. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I feel that for sure. No, absolutely. So um, I, I think this is a really great topic because, you know, I've seen that the average parent, because we were talking about fatherhood and everything in regards to being a parent, is that the average parent, whenever their child is taking an interest in wanting to smoke, wanting to drink, wanting to, I mean, make any type of decision that you might not want your child to be attempting to make at whatever, whether that's 14, 15, 16 years old, usually the average parent, the way they go about it is by trying to simply prevent their child from, you know, making certain decisions, like try to prevent their child from drinking or try to prevent their child from smoking. When, I mean, we all agreed on this. I mean, you could tell if you could tell somebody not to smoke, but nine times out of 10, they're going to go right down the street to somebody else that, that has it and they're still going to try it. And so, you know, um, I, I'm one of the type of fathers that believes that, when my child is introduced to things like drugs or like alcohol, I would much rather be present to where I can have a role in the association of those things um, versus allowing her to take a drink or smoke for the very first time with friends completely out of my supervision and not knowing what experience she could link to that because obviously you know um, when we're talking about neuro associations you are more likely to do something again if your experience regarding whatever it is is a positive mm -hmm. right so if you do, if you smoke for the very first time or if you drink for the very first time that experience is a great experience it's a fun experience then there is a great chance and a great you know possibility that you're going to drink again Right. And that end up leaving people subject and vulnerable to the consequences that can come later down the line if you're not properly educated on whatever it is that you're being introduced to for the very first time. I got you. Yeah. Um, so are you going to be wanting to like associate it in a bad way so that she can avoid it or just in, just know her limits? So for me, I, I, I personally believe Wisdom can only be obtained through experience. I do not believe someone can obtain a certain level of wisdom without experience. Therefore, whenever my child, for example, wants to drink for the first time, I think it's my job as a father, given if she's of age, I mean, high school years, whenever it's it's obviously going to become prominent or more visible in a, in a child's, in a, in a kid's life. I think it's my job to make sure she understands the depth of how intoxicated one could get, um, the pain that that may bring someone. Um, in Tony Robbins' book, Awaken the Giant Within, when he mentions how his father used to drink all the time and how he wanted to be just like his father. So he got to an age where he just wanted to try a beer. And he tells his mom this. He's like, look, I, I want to drink, right? And his mom knew that there was no way she was going to prevent him from, from trying it because his dad was already a drinker. And so what his mom did was got him to come home one day. They sit down. She introduces him to beer. 
um, after the third or fourth beer, I can't remember how many beers he had. After a certain amount of beers, he was feeling it. He didn't want to drink anymore. And then his mom said to him, oh, no, if you want to be like your father, you got to throw him back like he does. She, so she, she makes him drink more to, to the point where he's sick, does not want to take another drink. I mean, he's puking. And, I mean, the result for him was never wanting to drink beer ever again. Like, he even goes as far as saying that when someone is around him with that smell on his breath, on their breath, he gets sick because his association to it is that. Yeah. All right. So what what age do you introduce this then? Because question. That, yeah. that's, a, that's, a really great, that's a really great question. Now, this is just my opinion. This is just, this is my personal opinion. When my child comes to me for the very first time and says, I want to drink in her teenage years, I personally believe that's when it's like, I, I can't put an age on it because I think it's predicated on when the child comes to you. Middle school or freshman high school, Sophomore. Well, I mean, when you're a freshman in high school, you're like 14 years old. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't I don't really see a child coming to you at the age of 12 or 13 asking you to take a drink. I mean, you know. But that's, but that's they, they be doing it. Yeah. And that's what I was going to get at, too, Jacoby. That that's that's putting if your kid is actually going to come to you, because yeah. I I personally started smoking when I was in middle school. And yeah. there was there was no way you were gonna get me to come to you, Joe, at I don't know, eleven, twelve years old and be like, Hey dad, I've been thinking about smoking. Yeah. Can so you So I think this is I think this is where we begin to have another conversation then because then mm -hmm. the conversation becomes, Do you have that relationship with your child? So mm -hmm. what yeah. tell you? Yeah. Like, you know, some some people have that relationship with their parents. So, uh, uh, most people don't. You know, I didn't, so I can't sit here and say that I did. But um, to that point, it's going to be a matter of if your child, if you've, if you've raised your child in a way where they know they can come to you. And I personally believe that's anytime your child does anything wrong, anytime mm -hmm. your child is in trouble, you should not have an outburst of anger. Discipline should not be expressed with outburst. Discipline should be expressed with a sense of calmness, logic, like there needs to be a logical, and when I say logical, I mean like you sitting them down and you have them understand why it is that whatever action they've made puts them in trouble. Um, average parent, from what I've seen, you get upset, probably is gonna outburst in some way. And I think that's a result of all raised, because I can't even say that, um, I haven't had that problem. Me growing up with, you know, um, a lack of emotional intelligence, I've done my best to work on it because I know it's a problem. Yeah. Now, I do understand that, John. I've done the same thing with my son and being patient and looking him in the eyes and not uh, being so stern and so, so, so heavily angry with him. And that allows him to come to me even more. Absolutely. And him sharing with me even more because we had a kid at um his his elementary school he's a pre-k saying bitch fuck you i'm gonna come fuck you You know all that kind of inappropriate stuff he wasn't yeah. sharing that before because all he would do is say simply he's hitting me but now he's getting even deeper with me in the situations of this what's going on in his life and i see that just by communicating differently than my mother did with me 
will open up the door for sure. And so I know I'm already setting those seeds for him to come to me when he um, wants to smoke anything like that. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, bro, you know, more power to you. Congratulations on that because I think that's something that it's easy to allow the outbursts to take over us. And like, you have to make an intentional decision to say, when my child does something that I do not like, I have to do my absolute best to not have this burst of like, get out of my face, go sit down, you know, be quiet. Um, you don't do that. And instead it's like, um, you know, yeah, tell them what you're not supposed to do. Like, did I do the right thing? Like, like did I do a correct thing? Like what would happen if I did this differently and everything? Like you gotta Absolutely. always question yourself and go about that. Cause it's gonna happen again. And so you can, you know, you can you can use that same question that you asked for that experience and then use it again for another experience. Cause it Absolutely. always happens again. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think I think that that goes back to what we were talking about, the neuro association. I associate going to my parents for anything with uh, an automatic outburst. Like mm. that's that's mm. it, you know? Yeah. So I'm putting myself in in uh, little 11-year-old Tony's shoes right now. Like I'm not going to my parents and saying, hey, I've been thinking about doing this because I know what their reaction is going to be. And it's going to be straight, straight up like, no, no, no. You know, yeah. and, and they're going to go down like it's going to be bad, you know. Yeah. And so that's the whole reason why I wouldn't present that to my my folks, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but if you have like what you guys are talking about, if you have a household where you're transparent and you, and you you open the door for your kids to communicate to you, then I could see where that actually works out for you. You know, absolutely. Um, me personally, though, too. Um, being having the experience that I have with drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. um, I can't allow that in my house, regardless if it's myself, my kids. Um, and so I have to go about it a different way. And I'm not sure um, I'll have to cross that road when my kids get of age, um, I which I actually have my older son that's that's coming to that age. Um, yeah. who, do he, who he doesn't, he doesn't live in my household. So that's going to be real, real different for me to try yeah. to figure out how do I teach him that lesson of associating drug use, um, alcohol use and all those other different things with not necessarily something negative, but something that's going to carry consequences if you do it Absolutely. In, a, in a negative way, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to cross that road when I get there. Um, but it helps when we're talking about it, you know, because it, it makes it prevalent that, hey, I need to do this. Absolutely. And, I, and you know, just agreeing with that point, like, I, I, I think having conversations like this more is so important for us men and just parents in general, because our children's mental development, emotional development, those things depend on, or the foundation to those things in their lives are predicated on how we respond to them and, and their behavior, yeah. how we're teaching them. And so this is um, obviously, you know, the, the reason why we brought the topic um, to the podcast today, because it, it's something that we have to make sure we're just, like I said, we're always um, intentional about and talking about, as you're saying. Mm -hmm.
And I think we, we also need to drill into the reverse effect of neuro association because we've kind of talked a little bit more about the negative, but there's also positive sides of the neuro association. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Where if you teach a kid that, hey, it's actually fun to, to do your work. Um, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's fun to clean the house. All these yeah. different things, you know, and you teach them why it is. Um, and I think me and you, Jacoby, we hit on it earlier um, before we got on the on the recording. Um, it allows us to actually do a lot of stuff that we want to do later. You know, if we can yeah. get things done, our homework, our, our house cleaning and all that stuff, yeah. it allows for a lot more time. And so we got to kind of teach them, hey, the joys of if you do the certain things, um, there's actually a positive consequence for it, you know? Yeah. Or reward, Absolutely. I guess you could say, you know. Absolutely. So let's so let's let's talk about some of those things right now. Then for listeners who who perhaps maybe don't have a positive reinforcement um, method, um, or you know, just any type of positive rewards when it comes to their child having good behaviors or doing great things. You know, like what are some of the things y'all like to do whenever your sons, um, both y'all have strict like all sons yeah i'm the only one with the daughter here but uh <laughs> but what do what do y'all what do y'all like to do you know um whenever your sons are they have done something that um they're supposed to do their respect you know I, I know for me all i do is um when he does his homework like he when he reads to me and we do it over my oldest, this is my oldest. When we go over his cards and he, we, I make him practice and yeah. he, he practices so good now, he teaches me how to, because now I'm look, making sure what symbols and letters he needs to be um, just for his practice, for his piano so he can understand it. Just making sure yeah. he understands it pretty much. And so when he does that, I let him um, watch TV, simple yeah. as that. And instead yeah. of coming back home and going straight to his TV and everything, or to his iPad, I allow him to, or make him, or do his, uh, the stuff that he needs to do so that he can achieve, or you know, do what he wants to do later on. So I'm associating yeah. it with working hard to playing hard afterwards. Yeah, yeah. play after you work. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I do the I same like for myself. When like, if I get everything done for myself, I'll play the game afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. What about yeah, I like that, Jacoby, because I, I kind of treat my uh, my oldest the same way. You know, the youngest, he's he's still 18 months, you know. Um, but I think there's there's a way to show them, too, when they do something right. You know, you kind of praise them, you know, and they they see that smile on your face. Um, they see the joy that you're having when you see them do something right. And mm -hmm. I think that 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 serves a, a, a greater purpose, too, as well. Um because I remember growing up and I would come home with A's. Um, my parents like just expected some of that stuff, you know, it wasn't, there was no joy. There was nothing that lit up in their eyes um, because they just expected us to do good, you know? And I don't think that we need to um, do that to our kids. We need to show them that we are proud of them when they, when they, when they bring home A's or they do something good, you know, we need to show, that, hey, that was very important, you know, yeah. um, because sometimes that stuff gets overlooked because it's expected, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, 
So as as a child is getting older, how do you start to measure how often they get a reward or so on and so forth for things that do become expected? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it goes along with kind of what Jacoby was saying. You know, if you show them that there's a, that they actually get, um, I don't know what it is, more of a privilege when they do certain things, then yeah. that's going to come natural. They're going to fill that void without you having to pat them on the back because yeah. we don't want to raise kids where they're always looking for that pat on the back because there's people out there right now that they're yeah. always looking to their boss. You know, if they do a yeah. good job and they, they always run into the office of their boss saying, Hey, I did this, I did that. And expecting um, that reward, there's not always going to be a reward. And yeah. so I feel as though we don't need to every single time we need to like give them something, you know, because yeah. that's, we're going to be raising a little hellion, you know, then, you know, I don't, yeah. and I don't want to do that. So. Thanks. I am. Um, you know, for what we do right now with my daughter is uh, the things is high five. Mm -hmm. So that that's the first thing that we started with is high five. And as she gets um, older, see, my thing is, is rewarding without it having to be a, a materialistic item. Now, don't get me wrong. Like there will be points where I will give you know, a materialistic item as a reward, but that's going to be in the sense of like true, I guess, benchmarks, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, and so, but um, that's that's kind of have been, right now it's, it's just high fives, you know? Mm -hmm. I know that might seem so um, lame, you know, it's, but it's, it's high fives, um, you know, if sometimes I'll take off early from work and just play with her more if, you know, she's doing something that, um, she's supposed to do or not even necessarily supposed to do supposed to do because she's still so young you know but um, just certain things that she does as a even a random act of kindness like if someone spills something you know she's not even two years old yet but she would really like go and grab a towel and like wipe it off the floor for them you mm -hmm. know? and and it's like that's that's what's up <laughs> yeah yeah so you know stuff like that it's you know, it, it, it makes me happy, but it's like, okay, you know, I guess I never want to use materialistic things in such a way because I know for me, there was a point in time in school where I was an AB student and my aunts, you know, um, would give, give me money for being an AB student. And I still remember it to this day when I finally came home with that one AB, um, AB on a roll report card. My aunt was like, good job. And I was like, all right, yeah, where my money? She was like, nah, you're supposed to do that. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was like the, that was like the end of the money training. Like, I kind of felt like robbed in a way, you know? And, and even though like, obviously like it's, I'm supposed to do good in school, but I just felt like, because for so long the reward was money, I expected money as opposed to the reward just being being shown in other ways. Yeah, but all right, but so now do you do you feel like that broke your association with all right? Every time I get an A and B, I'm gonna get some cash by her doing that. Yes, but for me, 
like truthfully, I became a worse student after that. I didn't care about, I didn't care about grades. Oh, okay. You get what I'm saying? Like, like that's, yeah. that was the biggest thing. Like I didn't, I think life, don't get me wrong. Life did get harder, but if there had still been such a strong association with the fact that like you, when you get A's and B's, you're rewarded. I probably would have graduated high school as an A-B on a row student. Is so then to me, it sounds like there's, there's gotta be um, where we gotta draw the line, you know? That's we, what I was just gonna say. Um, well, we that, but also express it in different ways though, because when I said that there was a point in time when they stopped giving me money, it's like, because that was the only way of showing it was a good job, I was never shown again after that in any other form or facet. Okay. Like, uh, you know, man, Joe, like you, you graduated. I mean, you, you know, finished the whole school year and you have an A, B, honor roll. Let's go to dinner. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, it makes sense because in some, like sometimes in life, that's all you get is a dinner. Like when I graduated, you got dinner, some money. Facts. You're in there. Facts. But sometimes in life, like when they don't really know you, they don't want to give you anything but a good job. Or yeah. just like, yeah, good job, you know. Thanks. Thanks. See, I think I, when I look back, and if I if I put myself in that position, this and this is just my opinion. As mm -hmm. if I'm in that position as the adult, and there is a child that I've been giving money to. First of all, if there was, and I'm just going to throw a number on, if there was 20 total report cards over the course of you know this person's academic career up to whatever grade they're in at the moment. First and foremost, I would have not rewarded all 20 report cards with money. I, some would have been rewarded with money. Some would have been rewarded with like, let's go to a movie. Some would have been rewarded with maybe candy or, you know, you don't have bedtime or curfew for a period of time. Th that's the first thing. They would have been, there would have been different rewards. But then two, I think that once I hit the age that I did, I will agree that I did not need a, a, an award every time. I will agree with that. Not need an award every time, but I do believe that an award, a award should have came, you know, every blue moon randomly, just on like you know, your hard work is not going unnoticed. And so, did they did they tell you that sometimes even though you do good, you don't get rewarded? It's just you just have to do good so you don't have to do bad. Wait, so what was that? Worry about doing bad, pretty much. Well, like it'll add, it'll add up. All your good deeds will add up eventually. Yeah, I mean, don't don't. I mean, I guess I guess to the point of, of that. Like, I guess I could see that. Cause I mean, when I graduated high school, the same aunt that would like give me money, she came to my graduation. I'm not gonna lie, her and her daughters gave me money for graduating. Uh, <laughs> you know, see, that's all. There you go. Okay, yeah, I finished in the long run, but like. But, but like the gap was like from the fifth grade to senior year of high school. Like that, that's like a long time, is it not? Yeah, but what, what milestone did you hit though that like to me, I feel like, man, I don't, you usually don't hit anything. So, you, so, so then let me ask you this then, I guess. So between the fifth grade and the 12th grade, mm -hmm. saying that once the fifth grade hits and you tell your sons, okay, it's expected from you now. Mm -hmm longer rewarding them until graduation. Well, no, no, but it's not. You know gonna, that's a long gap. That's a gap. Yeah, that's all but, I'm saying. But, <laughs> like what said, but, but what, like what you said earlier, you know, like it's not going to be like when you hit your, when you graduate from high school, that reward is going to be totally different from what I'm going to give you when you're in sixth grade. You know, I might just 
I might just take you out and and take you to dinner or or uh, let you play on the Xbox a little bit longer or something. You know, like the rewards. And, and so the thing is, is it's it's going to be different. You're going to know, like when you graduate high school, that that's a that's a really peak of of your life. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna really. Well, reward you. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I do agree that you should have been taken out a little bit more because that, that yeah that that's really all that I'm getting at. Like there's benchmarks. There's <laughs> There's milestones. There's a lot of milestones between fifth and graduating high school. There so it is. Something for you, you know. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Facts. No. All right. So, so from what you can remember, um, they never did. They ever congratulate you from from the fifth grade to let's say your senior year. Honestly, honestly, no, nah, not no, nah, not no. Nah, I really can't. Like you know, after the fifth grade academically and i'm not going to sit here and say that i was the best student moving forward every year because mm -hmm. I, I i don't even want to portray that first of all but what i will say is that for the most part of what i can remember any achievements that i achieved between the fifth grade and senior year i was not recognized for like any I, that that's what I that's what I truly can say. You know, the and for me, you know, that's why I was asking earlier. Okay, as someone gets older, how you know how much time should be in between the rewards? You know, for me, I'm not gonna lie to you. I believe that when my child is high school, you know, which is obviously the oldest that she would most likely be in my house, unless you know certain situations happen later in her life, but. I'm still rewarding her at least at least once a year. I mean, and that's to me, that's 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 a long time because I, I'm aware of of celebrating people's victories. I believe in celebrating celebrating people's milestones. And that's why I just simply I would say it's more so about how you award, not if you should reward as consistent. I believe in rewarding as consistent as possible. But it's how I'm mm -hmm. them. It's not gonna be with money every time. It's not gonna be. Mm -hmm. that, that's kind of where I, I go with it, I guess. Yeah. Now, do you think that you teach your if you keep rewarding them? Do is that is that a negative thing? Like that they think that they always have to have some sort of um, um, reward or recognition, like every time they do something. Like, um, I not not necessarily. So I think if you're rewarding them every time they succeed at something, I can see why that would be the problem. I don't think, I don't see myself rewarding my child every single time she achieves something. I mm -hmm. do believe in a great job and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, I think when done enough, some people may say or may feel as if it will inflate one's ego. And, <clears throat> I'm, you know, I don't want to say that I'm for inflating my daughter's ego. However, if I had to choose, I'd rather my child be highly confident and to someone may come off as someone who has a big ego. Because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, I'd rather my child be highly confident and her hindrances probably not being able to communicate with everybody because her level of confidence and the lack thereof for them. You get what I'm like I, you, I'd rather my child be highly confident in in that sense, and that's how you 
That's how you boost confidence. You celebrate people's wins. You let people know that they are important. You know, that's how you boost self-esteem. That's how you boost self-love, self-value, self-worth. Like you take any person that has achievements and accomplishments in their life overlooked, and usually the byproduct of that is them not being very confident in themselves, mm-hmm. having much self-esteem, you know? And, but I, I don't know. I think it just, I think it just, you know, it, it does depend on how often you're doing it. You know, by the time my child's in the, by the time she's a junior in high school, you're getting a great job for most of your report cards, yes. Mm-hmm. You're getting a great job. But, like, you finish a, a semester with A's and B's, like, straight up, no, we're going to dinner. That's excellence. We sell mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? No, and I agree with that. <laughs> I, I, I feel as though that uh, that's how I want to raise my kids, too. You know, I want them to know that they are appreciated of the good works that they're doing, you know? And so I yeah. agree on that. Yeah. Um, so we had some other um, subtopics when talking about neuro associations. Um, we've, we've spoken about smoke, or we talked about smoking and drinking pretty much, but there's been one that I kind of wanted to really, you know, talk about and just open the floor up to. And it was sex. Like when your child is coming to you for the first time and say, I, I think I want to have sex, or when they come to you for the very first time and they say they're no longer a virgin, you know, how, how are y'all going to respond to that? Like, what's going to be the association you link to bringing that to you, whether it's before they've had sex or after they've had sex? Man, that's a tricky one, honestly. And I'm still <laughs> forming it. Um, but since I got two boys, and this is going to be a little bit easier with girls. Joe, I'm sorry. Yo, <laughs> you said yeah. it's going to be easier with girls or then girls? Then girls. Okay, yeah, fact, fact, fact. At least, yeah. thank you for at least acknowledging that. I got to. I got that to. off, and that. I got to. I know. I know the difference. It's a totally <laughs> big difference. And knowing that, it's like um, I'm gonna be rooting for them. I'm a low key root vicariously through them because what I did as a young man in high school, we would go over to my brother's house and we would do whatever they wanted to do with the girls. And so it's like, but I, I want to teach them the importance. Like that, that'll be the main thing. Teaching them the importance of like sexual transmutation uh, diseases um, mm-hmm. in pregnancy and the responsibility of you getting that baby. I'm not going to kick him out if they do have a child because I understand that the, the dynamics of how that, that leads to generational curses and everything because you keep yeah. on kicking, keep kicking them out and everything. They're not going to be able to read to see them like, but um, we're going to, um, just really increase a knowledge and wisdom about like what it costs, how much time it is and everything, because it, it, it's a beautiful thing to have, but without responsibility, it can go sour real quick, fam. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. neuro association, I'm a, it's going to be a tricky thing, but I'm going to just put out like, I'm going to associate with good things, but I'm going to put the responsibility if you do it bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that, you know, T.I., he was on the, um, it's Red Table. It's a Red Table Talk or Round Table talk. It's Red. I'm not even sure on that, but I did, I think I know where you know, going. You know, shout, shout, shout out, shout out to, to, to what they're doing over there. I don't want to sound like we're disrespecting that. Uh-huh. I think it's Red Table, but <laughs> uh, but you heard about that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, how he how he takes his daughter to uh, for her checkups, is that? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but one, but, but yeah, absolutely, yeah. So one thing he said on there was he thinks that the the moment that his daughter is having sex, that the responsibility is to be heightened, and that's something that I agree with. I want to say that if, firstly, um, if my daughter came home and told me that that's what she wanted to do before having sex. Yes, my my thing would obviously be trying to educate her on on it as much as possible, um, but without taking up too much time, obviously, and then going going forth, just pretty much educating her on how, you know, nine times out of ten, whoever it is that she has an eye for is not the guy for. Like you know, I think that's what I'm going to drive home more often. You know, if you she comes to this, that she comes to me with this in high school, like you know. Nine times out of 10, no, 99 times out of 100. So 99% of the time, the you're checking for in high school is not going to be the guy for you. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I think to me, it's like, okay, look, this is what comes with sex. This is, you know, uh, nine times out of 10, what you're getting yourself into with any guy you're possibly thinking about. However, if you choose to do grown people things, such as have sex, then your responsibility in my house is heightened, just like T.I. said. So, you know, bills, it's time for you to start paying bills. The moment you start having sex, it's time to start paying bills. The moment you, you know, um, you have to understand at that point what it means to be an adult, simply because if you get pregnant, well, you got to know how to provide for your child. I mean, I'm going to help. Don't get me wrong. I want to, but you have to, I already been introduced to what adulthood is about, you know, staying in my house rent free. That's not what adulthood is about. Bills mm-hmm. is what it is about. And so if you want to be an adult, by doing things that adults do, but you, you know, you can't pick and choose what adults do. You got to do it all. So yeah, we'll, we'll take the nice car that you got outside. We're gonna take that back. We're gonna be taking you to school, and you can work to buy you a car. And straight up, that's just what it is. Yeah. Because it because I'm giving you the life of of a teenage girl. That's just what it is. But if you want yeah. to, adult, you gotta you gotta live the adult life. And that's your life. That's your yeah. roof, my brother. Absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I wouldn't kick her out my house or nothing like that, though. I don't I like to hear that. I like to hear that. Yeah. No. I, I would. I, that. That's one thing I will say. I just want to make that clear. I would not kick her out my house uh, if she couldn't pay. You know, uh, rent. You know, I'll, I'll work out whatever the next phase to that plan is going to be like. But I agree with Ti that responsibility is supposed to be heightened the moment that a child decides they want to start having sex. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And I'm gonna go touch on a little bit more. Um, about um, choosing who, because you said choosing who you want, because it's nine out of ten, it's not who you really want. Ninety nine out of one hundred, because nine out of ten is ninety percent. No, 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 it's ninety nine out of hundred. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's not. Because <laughs> that happens. You said you said what happens? Soul tying, and I believe in that. Like uh, when you have sex with somebody, and you soul tie something, uh, essence of them. It's left within them, especially women. They receive more 
then we get because we give and they receive. You know, I've heard so, about that before. I don't I don't know too much about it, but the trace of your soul is left within a woman, especially if you have unprotected sex. Well, you know, one thing more tricky. One thing I will say: the only reason why I would not dispute what you're saying is because I am a firm believer in energy, and you are the people you hang around. So if you're, you know, you know, you you're having sex with someone. Um, I can most definitely see how you are in a very intimate way exchanging energy. Yeah, that's all it is. Pretty much energy. What do you I, I agree. I agree with you, Jacoby. Like, um, yeah, grinning. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I'm sitting here quiet just because I'm like, man, I got two boys. So I'm like, I'm really on Jacoby's side. Like there's, I'm not, I'm not very fearful of the fact of my, my two boys um, having sex. The thing is, is I just need to educate them with um, the ways, the, the right way to treat a woman, you know, yeah. that's how I feel. Um, yeah. Because they're going to do it regardless. That's, it's in their nature, you know, to want that. Yeah. So I feel as though it, I just need to treat them the proper way. And a lot of the times it's by showing either their mother or whoever I'm with at that time, how, how a proper relationship is supposed to be, yeah. you know? So I think that we have to show as men, how we're supposed to be treating women, you know? Yeah. And if we do that and we show a good example, um, I don't think that they're going to just go sleep with this person and then go sleep with this person and then go sleep with this person. And so I think we, we just need to show them and teach them. Um, I don't know, from a, a father daughter standpoint, you know, so I can't, I can't speak on that, Joe, but um, I'm going to pray for you though. I'll, I'll tell you that. Well, right. well, well, you know, <laughs> firstly, thank y'all for the, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to add this in real quick because someone had told this to me a while ago and I think it'd be really cool to just insert here, especially for all of our listeners. The best things that you could truly do in life is teach your daughter how not to get taken advantage of mm. and, sons how not to take advantage mm. sons do not take advantage teach your daughters did not get taken advantage of mm-hmm. and you'll you'll really be in the clear but to y'all's point you know uh yeah you know praying for me is really cool and all I, <laughs> yeah, i mean I'm, a, I'm gonna show you some things too but also <laughs> i'm adding on to your point as well as like also showing men or boys how they should be treated for being a husband because it's so should be how they should also society, in society that we get treated like like less of an object and we're supposed to cater to, but we don't get catered to as well. Yeah, it's something that's not taught. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, I I, I agree with that. I mean, I, agree I, I, I do think we we really do put a lot, or society put a lot of emphasis on the lady being the prize and. You know, if you ask me, I mean, it's like, hey, you know, equality is real. I believe in giving women equality. I think there's equality in everything. Men is the prize as well. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Because if you get down to one knee, you got to be worth something. You dig what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, Jacoby. Why should I I give a woman my heart when she giving me attitude and everything? Why should, (laughs) I mean, if you, if a woman... If I have a home and she's supposed to make it a house, excuse me, if I have a house and she's supposed to make it a home, then I, I need peace. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which 
I mean, no, it's, it's a really great point though, you know, uh, we, we've gotten to some relationship advice right here, but that's real though. You most definitely, there we go. You need to know, you need to know, you know, what you're worth as a man, make sure you're getting what you're worth as a man, as well as showing your sons, like, yeah, you know, don't, don't be treated or don't be uh, simply just done wrong or, you know, however y'all are going to go about, you know, telling your sons. I'll be praying for y'all. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, accept, be, I'll, be, I'll accept that prayer too. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be praying for y'all. You know, I'm, this this one thing I will say though, I think that even when you are raising sons, I will still say that I agree with Ti on the, the sense of like you know, once sex is starting to be at to, to heighten the uh, responsibility, because I mean, imagine even having a son and he ends up having three kids in high school and can barely take care of himself. Then well, you know, and all it and and it's you know, some people might say, well. When you have the first son, you'll get smarter. Well, what if you have triplets the first time? Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> you better have a job lined up. That's that's all I gotta say. You better have a job lined up. Yeah. I better I, I hope that his I would hope that his whoever he chooses to have sex with, that they got people with them that they can help. Yeah. It won't just yeah. be yeah, oh, I, I feel, I feel what you. Yeah, it got to be both families. Yeah, <laughs> it got to be both families. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, th I think, I think that that wraps up today's topic. Unless there is anything else that we did not um, discuss and put on the table today. No, I'm good, man. I I liked everything we talked about. Uh, great topics. Um, gave me a lot of stuff to think about as far as. Uh, associations you know and and not and 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 actually doing like a positive association with my kids you know yeah. um, instead of just directly negative so good absolutely good topic, good topic. absolutely Completely i just want to add to the viewers out there that um the four things that i want y'all to think about for y'all kids boys and girls is so time what pleasure is pregnancy and STDs is. We need to communicate with those children about what those uh, those three point four points are, and make them more aware of the effects that they have. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you all for joining us on another podcast episode. You can catch us every single Friday. We'll see you next week. Yeah, later. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Ready for it. Ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Don't know where it's gonna take me, but I'm.